Okay, if you're just joining us, the federal government recommending against international travel this afternoon. And that's the latest when it comes to the travel industry. But what about small business? What are they bracing for when it comes to Omicron? Here's Rocco Rossi from the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. He joins us now here on Global News Radio. Rocco, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Uh, Thanks for shining a light on this. All right. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, What is the talk amongst the chamber, amongst some of your members in small business? Uh, What exactly are you bracing for in the uh, days and uh, weeks ahead? Well, look, obviously there's there's concern. Um, The community, the business community has been incredibly responsible uh, from the get-go, uh, you know, we've led the charge through the chamber network in distributing uh, rapid testing to small businesses under 150. We were proponents and continue to be proponents of the vaccine passport um, to ensure that we take every possible step um, to make our establishments as safe as possible. Clearly, we're concerned about uh, any further restrictions, the impact on uh, on travel and tourism. That's a sector that has been hit hard from the beginning. And this clearly, there is both the reality and the concern about the reality, which leads to to issues. And what we want to underscore with the uh, the government is be evidence-based, be transparent around uh, what it takes to make these decisions. And if you're going to make decisions to further restrict uh, business, then all of this winding down of supports that you've been announcing because we were moving forward needs to be ramped back up again because you can't take people who've been you know, treading water for 20 months and and we're five meters away from shore and now you're going to let us drown. Like that would be incredibly tragic and wasteful for the economy. When it comes to restrictions, Rocco, is it restaurants? Are they the ones most at risk uh, right now that indoor dining? We were just talking to a medical expert earlier this hour who considers indoor dining now a high-risk activity. Do you expect at least reduced capacity, if not maybe in the uh, coming weeks, depending how this all goes, that uh, we might uh, return to no indoor dining, just takeout? Look, uh, we're obviously uh, concerned. It's why we're following every single protocol. And what we'd like to be shown is, in fact, it is uh, the source of of transmission because uh, what we've heard, at least anecdotally, uh, from some of these same experts is that it's actually you know, sort of uh, private gatherings which are uh, which are big. And then there's the whole issue of let's make sure that we're fair to both big and small. So how is it that you would come after a a small restaurant with limited tables that are spaced appropriately, et cetera, uh, when you have tens of thousands of people in an arena uh, for a a live uh, event? So again, let's be consistent. Let's be transparent. And if we're going to put restrictions in place, let's make sure that we're uh, supporting these businesses through it with measures like the very, um, very positive news coming from the Ontario government that they're going to reduce uh, the price of, uh, of alcohol to uh, licensed establishments. Because as you know, today they pay the same as we do going to the LCBO 
And, and this would be an important step both now and in the recovery. Yeah, that's a 10% reduction. Is that what we're hearing? That's, that's what we're hearing. We want to see the final, uh, the final details, but very encouraging for a licensed establishment where margins are tight. 10% on, uh, on alcohol would be a significant lifeline to many of these businesses. And when you mentioned that uh, you want to see something applied fairly to businesses big and small, and you mentioned the arenas uh, just a second ago, and that's something we've talked about the last couple of days. Many people have uh, talked about the last thing you want to see is a repeat of what we saw in previous uh, waves where the restrictions, the rules are not applied equitably or evenly across businesses or sectors. A hundred percent. We're, as we keep being reminded, we're all in it together all right, let's make sure we practice what we preach um, and that we're evidence-based, that we're fact-based and that we're consistent because nothing drives people crazier than seeing what they perceive to be inequitable decisions and, and, and policies that don't logically make sense and where no one is showing you the evidence that in fact they should be treated differently. So in other words, if indoor dining is reduced to 50 cent, uh, 50% capacity, then at Scotiabank Arena for a Raptors game, uh, we better see 10,000 instead of 20,000? Look, what I want to see is, is the data uh, and consistency. Um, I, 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 you know, all of these, I mean, the, the arenas are, are, are members, the smaller restaurants are members. I don't want to you know, pick and choose between them. I want to ensure to everyone that they're being treated fairly and consistently, that no one gets a leg up that isn't driven by the facts. Now, Rocco, do you believe that uh, business large and small, are they ready for the potential of, of another lockdown? Or do you think businesses and does the chamber believe, as you stated off the uh, top of our conversation, that, uh, you know, there's the vaccine mandate, there's been contact tracing uh, going on, proof of vaccination. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, the majority of the province uh, double vaccinated and we're uh, awaiting the premier, who, by the way, is set to speak in a little over half an hour from now. And we're hearing that those booster shots, the eligibility will be increased to uh, 18 plus. Still waiting to hear on that. But do you believe and does business believe that with all of that in place, that should uh, avoid another lockdown? Not only do we we believe it, but we're making every effort. You know, many of our our members are assisting in accelerating uh, the the boosters because it's not simply a question of eligibility. We can say, you know, go to eighteen. It's going to be uh, ramping up the distribution because, as you know, most of the mass vaccination uh, centers were wound down because demand came. Uh, came down and rapidly increasing capacity is going to require partnership, not just with the government and public health, but also with the private sector, which was so helpful uh, in uh, in driving clinics into workplaces and into you know donating spaces so you could go to the Scarborough Town Center, for instance, or at Centennial College uh, and other venues. And we we stand ready to do that because. We're enormous believers that the best way to, to predict the future is to create it. And so let's be very consistent about application of the, the rules. Let's make every effort um, 
to, to do what is needed on a scientific basis to, uh, to combat this. And, and let's not forget as well that, you know, Ontario, you compare just with, with Quebec, which has a significantly smaller population, 8.4 million versus 14 million in Ontario. Today, they announced over, almost 2,400 cases versus slightly over 1,800 for us. Um, and again, while we've seen the cases increase, we want to see and we want to understand what the measures, the necessary measures are at the hospitalization level, because again, we we understood and were told from the beginning that, look, this is moving more towards an endemic stage. There will be cases, but as long as we get large numbers vaccinated, as long as we're following all of these protocols, you're going to protect the healthcare system and, and minimize those who end up being hospitalized because that's the that that becomes the real bottleneck in terms of potentially collapsing the system. All right. We got to leave it there for now. Rocco, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for joining us. Stay positive, test negative, get vaccinated, get boosted and buy local every chance you get. All right. There's Rocco Rossi with the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. And that does it for our time here on this Wednesday. Thanks, as always, for yours. I'm Jeff MacArthur. Have a great rest of the afternoon. See you tomorrow morning at 9 on The Morning Show on Global Television. And keep it right here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.